Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Frazier and Dieter's Business Speed. I'm John Ray alongside Roger Lesby. Roger. Good morning, John. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm doing fine. Uh, we're a little more relaxed. The, the yeah. heat is coming out and yeah. uh, we're in mid-June. Yep, we are. And uh, we've got uh, some... I've been looking forward to this show because it uh, kind of reveals some of the great work uh, you and your partners are doing. And speaking of of uh, colleagues in your firm, you brought one with you. Well, I'm fortunate to have my partner, Donna Beatty, here with me today. Donna, welcome. Thanks. It's really nice to be here. Yeah. Donna, thanks for joining us. You've been here in the studio before talking about uh, the, the great work you do day to day. But uh, we're, have. yeah, but we're here to talk a little bit about. Um, some some great uh i guess nonprofit support work you do more important work to me yes yeah that's a, that's awesome so i'm going to let you introduce our guest why don't you do that donna I'd be happy to so um i'd like to introduce you to jackie Kinesio, who is the executive director of c5 georgia it's a leadership for our youth um and i'm privileged to be the chair of the board so jackie and i work together a lot that's awesome jackie welcome thanks guys thank uh, thanks, Donna, for the intro. Thanks, Roger, for having us. And thanks, John, for uh, hosting. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, it's great to have you. So for those that don't know, there's maybe two or three people, but let's talk talk to those <laughs> folks that, that don't know about the great work sure. at C5 Georgia. Maybe you can uh, give an overview. Sure. Thank you. So uh, C5 Georgia is a youth development program here in Metro Atlanta. We do have students in the North Fulton area as well. And it is a five-year program that has five components to it, a leadership development part, a community action part, which is, you know, basically community service. We do college and career readiness, and then there's a social awareness uh, piece. So it's, we start with students at the end of seventh grade, and we take them all the way through high school. And now we're actually under Donna's leadership, uh, expanding our alumni outreach. So we are, um, Right now, we have about 225 students in the program, and we add 40 to 50 students every year, and then we graduate, you know, a class. So, and you For, just and you just had a graduation class. We did graduates of 2021. So, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about that, I guess. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I do also just want to clarify because our alumni are actually giving back to us and to the community, which is what the organization is all about. So, we're not necessarily helping them through the program; they're back to helping our program. Oh wow! Everybody yeah. wants to hear about results, right? <laughs> uh, of so yeah, so, yeah, we we definitely want to hear more about that. Sure. But talk a little bit about the history of the organization and, sure. and how it came to be, and and kind of what your development arc has been over time. Sure. So uh, C five Georgia was started back uh, seventeen years ago by the CEO of Coca Cola Enterprises, John Alm. Uh, John. There actually started in L.A. when he was working out there, realized how important it was for young people to have structure, but also to go to camp. So there's a huge camp component, which we'll talk about. But John started that really with his own um, with his own financial support. He actually had a ranch in Wyoming, so he would take these uh, kids from the inner city in L.A. to Wyoming. And then, of course, with the Coca-Cola connection and being here in Atlanta – uh, brought C5 to, or it wasn't exactly C5, it was actually called Camp Coca-Cola uh, to Atlanta. And then they in, 
uh, invested about $20, $25 million in a curriculum that is what we see today, which is this uh, stand, gold standard of leadership development for youth. And so it's we're very um, rich in the Coca-Cola support, not necessarily financial as much anymore, but more from you know the suppliers and the Coca-Cola executives. We have uh, three Coca-Cola folks on our board. Um, and Coca-Cola Enterprises, as many folks know, has gone away in the States. So they're but they left this great legacy, you know, for us to carry on. So let's talk a little bit about the young people that you serve. Sure. Um, their profile, you know, uh, some examples maybe, and uh, how they get into the program, how they find out about it, how you recruit them in. Sure. So a C5, a quintessential C5 student is a high potential youth, and high potential means they are, they have, you know, good grades, B average or better. They are motivated to succeed. They show some leadership qualities, if you will, whether it's in school or um, home. or And they also are financially um, deserving. I get, well, that's not the right word. So we actually, 95% of our students qualify for free or reduced lunch So in the school program. So that's really how they come, you know, to qualify for the uh, program and we work with middle schools in metro atlanta to identify these students so we work with guidance counselors and seventh grade teachers and they recommend the students for our program and then there is actually um, quite a intense <laughs> application process where the students fill out a application and then they actually do um, those are reviewed by volunteers so we use a lot of volunteers for that FYI, folks out there. And then they are interviewed by volunteers. And, and again, it's just some basic questions because it is a, it's a big commitment. It's a big commitment for a seventh grader to commit to a five-year program. So, um, so that's how we really find the students. And as, as I mentioned, we have you know, a few partner schools here in the North Fulton area and then uh, mostly in Metro Atlanta. Got it. And, and let's talk about maybe why camp. I mean, there's a lot. There are a lot of different activities you could do with these young folks, right? Well, why, why camp? What are the skills that that sure. a camp experience bring out? It's funny you say that. I'm I'm not going to say this on air, but I um, camp is one of those things. I did not. I was not a camper as a young person. I uh, as, I'm a golfer, so I didn't even go to golf camp. But anyway, um, the camp component. What what the research showed, and, and again, our program is all research-based, is that if you can take kids out of their environment for 28 to 35 days and immerse them in a setting that makes them what we call a little uncomfortable. Um, so in the program, the first-year students learn to lead themselves because they are there on their own. And then the second-year students learn to lead others, so then they're actually there to lead the first-year students. And they are there um, unplugged. No cell phones, no internet for 25 to 30 days. And then everything they do at camp is leadership-based. So this is really where they set the leadership um, skills in motion, if you will. So if they're doing archery, it's, you know, what are they learning? You know, they do team building. They do, um, they call 24-hour production where each uh, cabin has to put on a, a little variety show, if you will. Um, to how they do lunch. Everything, like I said, is all setting those uh, leadership skills in motion. And again, it's that that uh, getting them away from home, I guess, it sets that, starts that. So, so Jackie's going to give you the weeds and the technical stuff, but the thing I've seen about <laughs> our kids is many of these kids have never been away from home, even for a night, much less for 30 days. 
And it's as hard on the parents and the families as it is on our kids, honestly. And it's it's just a part of the independence and not relying, learning to stand on your own two feet. Um, and camp does that because you don't have your traditional support system with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and again, it's um, it's fascinating to me as someone who was, like I said, not really a camper. When you talk to the students as years go on, and they they really do, you know, talk about those experiences they had, and you know how much it's helped them in a lot of the things that they do throughout their lives. And and I didn't mention this, but the third year students actually go away to a. Um, when we work with the National Outdoor Leadership School, and that's the challenge ready component of our program, and that is the most transformational part of the program. And in in that situation. They're out in the wilderness for a week. So, again, we hear it over and over about how much that impacted their lives and what they believe is that they can accomplish just about anything. They feel like they accomplish that. They're able to, you know, do much, pretty much anything. So, they're, as I said, it's all, it's all research-based and um, it seems to work. <laughs> well, it's funny to listen to our kids' stories because at graduation – Jackie will talk about in a minute. They um, talk about what they learned the most or what the most impact they had, and they talk about the trip out. They, I mean, they carry everything on their backs for a week to go oh, camping. Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are from the inner city, and they've never even been in the woods, much less have to live on their own. And a lot of yeah. them say, I'll never do it again, but I'm glad <laughs> I did it. <laughs> well, there's always this running joke when the staff says, are you going to go this year, Jackie? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Yeah. So what's what's the attrition rate? Because I'm sure that there is. Sure. We um, we are about 87%. So we retain about 87% of the students when we start. There was, um, I think, there's some ebbs and flows, I think, depending on the leadership and depending on, you know, some of the things. There was some financial um, what do you what do you call it? Challenges a few yeah. years ago, and so there was some um, there was things in the program that had to be eliminated, and so we're we're actually building that back up, which is you know under Donna's leadership has been well, you know, and you guys in being the financial world have really helped us out a lot with that. But uh, so yeah, so we've definitely brought that number up, and um, we seem to be doing pretty well with it. Yeah, I think some of our success is the stability the kids get from us because we've even learned in COVID how much. Our team helped our kids when they were sitting at home and didn't have anybody. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, it was a few years ago now. That's the fortunate part. But we did go through some transition, and I think our kids felt that and didn't have the stability that they were relying on. So mm-hmm. we've turned the tide, I believe, in the program. The kids are just really doing well. And then almost all your graduates are, are going off to college, right? Correct. So we can – Continue to say that we have 100 uh, percent graduation from high school. The national, I don't know about the national average, but the average in Georgia is about 67 mm-hmm. percent, and we have 95 percent of our students have all been accepted to college. And we're looking at a, this year about 92 percent of that group actually going off to college. A few are going into the service, and a few are going into more technical, you know, trade. You know, a, one of the young men in our classes going to work with his dad, but he's going to work in a HVCU, you mm-hmm. know, or H, 
the yeah H back yeah yeah, yeah 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 sorry that's all right we've got Fields. them as clients yeah, so, they, they yeah, do very yeah, well yeah, okay. exactly right but but again it's um and there's you know he's proud of it and we're proud of him mm-hmm. too because that's so those are you know we definitely have introduced that the skills based um, careers as well so yeah so it's it's good we've yeah, actually added a board member that is uh, mm-hmm. electric electrician yeah yeah so First, she's really big on helping if the kids aren't geared. I mean, they have the aptitude, but maybe not the desire to go to college that they have the technical school. All right, and Gwinnett Tech is right here as well. So. Correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. We have a couple. We have a couple students at Gwinnett Tech, and then um, I'm trying to think. There's a, a young man from the class 2020 is in welding school um, close by. So that's yeah, cool. And if I brag on our current class, we have a UGA Presidential Scholar. We oh have, wow. A posse yeah. scholar, and then we have what four or five five Questbridge scholars, Questbridge which scholars, is, yeah, and those are full academic um, achievements for the students. So the Questbridge is for f- that's for f- and posse is for four years, and I'll have to find out about the presidential. You might have to make a phone it's call. all four years. I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whatever. UGA. <laughs> and we have kids that have gone to Harvard or one kid going to Princeton this year, yep, right? Yeah, Westbridge so, Scholar going to Princeton yeah, this so. year. Yeah, I mean, the list of colleges is just remarkable. So, Yeah, I definitely think that when you give a young person an opportunity and you help them, you know, but they, again, our program is trying to also teach them to help themselves, right? So so it's a it's a balance there. It's not just we give them tools, but then they have to really – you know, work hard to, to achieve those things. And, but I do believe when you, when you show someone the opportunity and that's why, you know, our year round programming is called pathway program. So it's a pathway to whatever that is that they want to achieve. And that's kind of what we do on a week to week basis, if you will. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about your fundraisers? Sure. Uh, so we just recently wrapped up a huge fundraising week. Um, with a golf event, and we'd love to have you play next year, Roger. <laughs> and uh, and our graduation event, and uh, so those were you know, very successful. We, we kind of had a week of week of giving, and we raised over one hundred ninety thousand dollars that week, which definitely uh, helped support a, a good part of our programming. And then this fall, we will have our youth leadership uh, summit, which is. When all of our students are together, and then we also have the some students from not just our program attend that, and we'll have keynote speakers and breakout sessions, and and that's uh, that is also a fundraiser for us. So we'll be looking for presenting sponsors and sponsors of the breakout sessions. We love to have companies come in, Razor and Dieter, <laughs> Roswell Infinity, uh, come in and be the presenting of a of a breakout session and be a sponsor. It's not very expensive. And again, it goes a long way because these kids get to see what potential career paths. And we actually have done it with Fraser and Dieter. We did do a career uh, panel this uh, spring, so it was awesome. But uh, then we'll have our showcase in the fall, which will be a silent auction and some other ways to um, engage the community. We have a hero program, which is a continuous, uh, you actually put a student through the whole program. We, we, Estimate that it's fifteen thousand for a student to go for, through the five years of program programming. So it's three thousand a year for five years. But that's our hero program, and it's it's one of the pro- pieces of our program that definitely helps us sustain. So those are our big fundraisers this for the rest of the year, and then of course our end of year giving campaign. So 
Well, very nice. Yeah, thanks. Very nice. Donna, you might want to mention one of the things that we as a firm did do for C5. Oh, happy to. And I'm, <laughs> I'm actually, I'm really proud of our firm. Um, when I first joined, I'm going to give you all a little backstory, but when I first joined C5, I went to a graduation event. And one of the things they did as part of their fundraising is they had somebody donate two laptops and we auctioned them off. And you really auctioned them off to be able to give them to two deserving students. So I had gone to our foundation and asked if I could get support to do that we could host the two computers. And like two weeks later, I get an email and our IT had heard about it and everything. And the firm had decided that they were going to give all of our graduates a computer instead of just two. So, oh, wow. Yeah. And we had a little graduation celebration event and gave them out and. I mean, it's just amazing. And I, I, I tell the story, part of the reason I'm motivated, and I don't know how much of it is totally true, but we had one student. <laughs> it's true. I uh, went to Brown, and she literally did 90% of her schoolwork on her phone because she didn't have a laptop. Wow. And that's just how motivated and how deserving our kids are. They do what it takes to get where they want. And it's just such a pleasure, especially this year, to be able to help our kids achieve what they are capable of doing. And we're not pushing them. They're doing it, and we're just giving them the tools. Yeah, you know, I was going to ask you, Donna, uh, lots of things. I think you answered it to a degree there in in what you just shared, but lots of different activities, nonprofit uh, work that you could be involved in. Why is it so fulfilling for you? to be involved with C5 Georgia? I am, um, I don't know if this is a little cavalier or not, but I've always lived by the saying that, you know, uh, you give somebody a fish a day, you teach them, you feed them, but if you teach them the fish, they can eat for life. And I just believe education is that key. C5 is very motivated to get our kids educated and to value their education. And I just feel like it's time that, is just giving not only to these kids but to our future because they are our future and we very much ask them to give back. So it's not like you take this and we see it. We expect you to give back to Atlanta and our community. So yeah, and we and John, we like to have all of our professionals within the firm uh, try to um, be involved not only with work but but be involved within the profession and then be involved within the community. And uh, we've set up the Fraser and Dieter Foundation, which uh, which matches to any 501c3 that any of my employees would contribute to. So I, as a partner, then are, am only matching charities that my people are already interested in. And so mm-hmm. I think that that's very important. And C5 has just been an organization that, that Donna has really uh, worked with and enjoyed. And um, so that's been very, very good for us. That's great. Um uh, great work here as we're as we're here with uh Jackie Canizo. Did I get that right, Jackie? You did. Awesome. <laughs> C five Georgia. She's the executive director and along with her current chair of the board, Donna Beatty, uh, who's also, as Roger mentioned, uh uh with Frazier and Dieter. Um uh, you know, it's I'm uh I, I wanna ask Roger and, and Donna you one more question before we get back to Jackie. Um Talk about, I guess, Roger, you mentioned just, you know, the expectation that your folks are involved in the community in some way. Talk about what that that does for the firm. I mean, you 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 clearly are doing it for the right reasons because you want to 
be helpful and impactful in the community, but certainly it brings back a lot of benefits to the firm as you go along. Well, I think the I think the the best thing about any time that you volunteer is is just the the people that you meet and and then maybe the opportunities that you see mm-hmm. and uh and then and then you can really get passionate about some of the uh some of the missions or some of the purposes that some of these organizations are out there doing. I mean, C5 is a great organization, but there's plenty of great organizations out here not only in Atlanta, but in the North Fulton area as well. And so, yeah, we just encourage our people to, to get involved and, and get involved in something that, that you especially are interested in because then you're going to put out greater effort and, and, and you're going to want to be there as opposed to me telling you that you need to go and uh, be the treasurer for this organization. That usually doesn't work. Yeah. Well, and I love the fact that the, the employees of Frazier and Dieter really – kind of bubble up what those passions are for the entire firm. That's pretty cool. Uh, And that's sometimes we don't see that in other companies that maybe it comes from the top down, right? And there's not quite the passion uh, uh, through the whole firm or the whole company about uh, that cause as a result, right? But when but when our partners or our managers are passionate about something and they let some of the other folks know, uh, then those people are maybe participating as well. Yeah. Donna, yeah. you might want to talk a little bit to John about about what we do with our not with our partner group but with our with our professionals and that they have to really submit an organization that they're working on and then we commit and support that organization. We have actually a couple of things that we do at the firm. Um one is that we have a community service day in every office because we have offices in the southeast but all over the country and you pick your your people submit organizations that they want our firm to support. And the office, then we do fundraisers for them. We try to give our time to that one so you get it. And like C5, I was lucky enough to get as the Alpharetta office organization. I got some people involved in doing the interviewing and the reading of the applications, and they see how incredible our kids are, which is just helping it. But all the organizations that we have do that. And then we also have, um, I think it's an annual scholarship or it's something where you can submit an organization you're passionate about and we pick the top three. And if you're it, they give a financial donation and they give you a day or two off from work to actually volunteer in that organization. So we really just want to give back to the, the company. And I think it just makes us better people and, Better to work with, <laughs> but but for some of our really young people, when when they are committing their time and really passionate about that charity, then this is another way for us to, from a financial standpoint, give that person a little more bang, um, yeah. because we're supporting it then as a firm because they've won this competition, and so it, it it's pretty interesting some of the lengths that some of these folks will go to <laughs> uh, in order for their charity to win, but uh, but but that's good. That, that, yeah, that just shows the passion. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, Jackie, let's come back to you. And we we talked about the pandemic. We can't. One of these days, we'll have <laughs> we'll be able to quit asking questions about the <laughs> pandemic. But you talked about obviously you weren't able sure. to do camp last year, but but you talked about the contact and the work that you did in spite of that. Sure. Uh, talk about how you made it through there. 
Sure. So as like everyone else, we immediately pivoted to virtual programming. And again, I, I do credit the executive board and Donna's leadership. And because I think I mentioned this before, but I am a golf professional too. So, you know, <laughs> navigating a pandemic and leading an organization, you know, I can make a downhill three foot putt for a few bucks, but this was a little challenging. So I definitely leaned into the board and, and they were able to help us, you know, because there's a there's a financial piece to it. There's the support that students needed. And then how to, you know, like the rest of the world, nobody really knew what was going to happen. So they, like I said, they helped us to kind of, okay, what do you guys need to keep the program going? We want to make sure that the all the staff stays employed, you know. And so we, like I said, we did a lot of meetings, but we were able to bring more programming to our students and because it was virtual. So we decided to first what we call triage is what were the basic needs that the families needed. So if, if there was a need for um, technology, we were able to connect some folks that needed a computer um, early on too. So hopefully that we've got that covered now, but uh, and then um, did families need food? You know, they need to put food on the table. We were able to, you know, people were coming, you know, an organization say, let me help a family. And so, and then the third was the academic and, you know, mental or emotional health support. And we were fortunate. We have a psychologist at Kaiser Permanente that volunteered her time to come and Zoom in with the kids. So we did everything on Zoom. I guess I should have mentioned that like everyone else. But uh, But as I said, we were able to do our core programming, but then we added these other pieces to, we laid it on these other pieces to help these, you know, 200 plus kids that we have in our program. And so it was, um, and somehow we made it through. I mean, we were able to, because we didn't go to camp, that is a big financial component of our program. So that being cut out helped us with our, again, with our financial situation. And then we were able to, you know, gradually build up our, you know, some of our fundraising efforts and continue the programming. So, um, and then in the summer, the staff actually did a virtual camp. Imagine that. But I give them a lot of credit for being creative and coming up with it. And it was only two weeks instead of the normal four weeks, but to keep these young people engaged, you know, on Zoom doing camp stuff. So, but for me, I actually got to, because I'm I'm not at camp all the time, I, I am going up there tomorrow, but uh, Donna, if you want to go, <laughs> Roger. Um, but I was able to actually to view in with some of the programming and to really see how they te- how they work with these kids and do this leadership stuff. And it was really impressive to me to mm-hmm. see at, a, at the bird's eye view, right, that what they're doing is really impactful, that the, 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 the fun little games that they play all have this this leadership uh, skill component to it. So mm. it was a long answer to your question. Well, no, I just actually I wanted to add <laughs> yeah. from the executive board, we have a pretty diverse board, mm-hmm. uh, great people, but we were lucky enough to have somebody that was in the healthcare very well uh, deep in it. And he was allowed to give us some insight that we could make some decisions that I think other organizations took longer to decide so that we could pivot and there was no question on what was going to happen. We figured out pretty quickly what was going to happen, which our kids needed, was they needed to know what was going to happen. They didn't need any more uncertainty. So I was mm-hmm. happy with that. And how much of what you, uh, I guess, implemented during that time, how much of that carries over after the pandemic? I mean, in terms <laughs> of what, what you learned during that, sure. in terms of 
of services that you can offer? Well, honestly, I think there's going to be, um, we're going to continue to use the, the Zooming platform because mm-hmm. now we're able to bring folks in to speak to the kids from all over the country, right? There's no sure. logistics. Also, it allows, again, another, because it, the program is experiential learning. So they, you know, at some point we got to be in person and we're, we are doing that. And I will mention we are doing the in-person camp this summer with a lot of COVID protocols, um, because unfortunately the pandemic is not gone yet, mm-hmm. but we will use some of those uh, virtual components. I think there's going to be a hybrid, you know, even our road to college program where we typically take the students for a four to five day bus trip in Georgia and, and surrounding uh, states. I think not, we're not going to eliminate that, but this year we'll do a hybrid where we, um, we can able to look at some colleges around the country, you know, because everyone's got a virtual tour now and then maybe take a drive to UGA. I'm not sure. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, then do a day trip to some of the schools. And so we're going to do that combo, and we'll see how that works. Because I think that's something for the future that we, we can't load up the kids and, and go to the Northeast every <laughs> It's just it's not cost-effective. So, sure. But we can able to, because all the schools have done that. They've pivoted, and they've created these great virtual tours of their schools. And so it's just given us, a, like I said, another tool, I think, to and help kids. And with that, we have so many kids that are first-time college students. Yeah. So the the road to college, we go out of our way to show them all different. We try to show them large universities. We show them small private schools. We, you know, all different types so that they can they they don't know what they don't know. So we're trying to help them make a good decision so they land at the right place. Mm-hmm. So we teased our listeners earlier about alumni. Yeah. Let's get back to that and talk about some <laughs> of the success stories sure. uh, that, that, that you're uh, really proud of. So the first graduating class of C5 was 2010, 2010. And so they graduated C5 in 2010, which means they graduated college 2014, 15. And so those so now if you think about from an age standpoint, how old are those young people, right? So they're probably in their mid-20s. And so we have done this, what I call a pretty robust outreach to every alumni we could track down. So whether it was on social media to LinkedIn to all those places to get updated contact information. And what we're finding is these young people are doing amazing things, right? So there's young people that are working for Truist Bank. There's young people working for Ultimate Software. There's entrepreneurs. I just got a note this morning from um, the first executive director from C5. We keep in touch. And he said, did you know that um, Nick Goldstein is now Dr. Nick Goldstein? He goes, I think you should reach out to him. So he sent me his info. So we're seeing that. And so it's been um again, really rewarding. And then once you connect with them and we say we're putting some structure around this alumni association, and that is just not just for support to C5, but also support for each other, you know, because there may be a person that works at XYZ company. And and so they're, they're jumping on board. And as Donna mentioned, they want to give back also. So how can they talk to our students about their experience and then how to, you know, go to college and then land a job? And then uh, finally, we were actually hired quite a few alumni for our summer camp this year. So that's been kind of cool. And they're, you know, co- in college and they know the program so well. So they're perfect uh, counselors. Uh, also, just the accountant in me has to tell you, we got a 
part of a grant we got from Arby's Foundation is because we had some C5 alumni that worked there, and they were so impressed with the kids, and the kids stood up and said how great C5 was. And our our Chick-fil-A, was that a current student or was that an alumni? Uh, Class of 2020. So just to kind of... Just to elaborate, and I appreciate you bringing that up, Donna, because there's been so many. There's so many kids. Right. uh, So we had a a class of 2010 alum was um, at Arby's in the accounting department. I had a contact at the Arby's Foundation, and they connected, and then we were recommended for their um, Inspire Award in 2019. 2019, And that was a $100,000 award, but that definitely, you know, kind of started with that alum connecting with the person that I knew. And then in 2020, one of our students was working at Chick-fil-A. While in college, uh, right? In, uh, he was a senior. Okay. He's now at Morehouse. But he can talk to his owner-operator about the program. The owner-operator reached out to me and said, you know, one of your students wants to recommend you for the True Inspiration Award. And then we got – to write the grant, and then we were able to win the True Inspiration Award. So, oh wow, we won one of four in the country. Wow, two hundred twenty-five thousand. Oh, <laughs> that, that's just—I mean, that's a—that's a great step. But we need more to get this organization running. No, it's wow. uh, <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. Wow, great, great stuff. Um, boy, a lot there, and and uh, we could we could go on so and lots unpack, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> For sure, a lot of moving parts, as for, we say. <laughs> yeah, for sure, and uh, and I think what we were talking earlier about um, that uh, Donna, I think you mentioned, was just creating sustainable change. I mean, is it, as opposed to uh, emergency band aid help is creating sustain. Nothing wrong with that, by the way. Uh, but but creating sustainable change and being part of that, it's got to be rewarding. Oh, it is, and it just makes me, you know, just more excited about our future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, what we, you know, one of the things, and I we didn't mention this, but um, last year, and on top of the pandemic, we had the social unrest, and, you know, that impacted, you know, several of our students as well. But to your point, we were able to be a support for them and try to help them navigate that. And so I think that also creates the opportunity to teach for the future, and so there's a lot of there's a lot of things that C five is able to do, you know, for these young people and the support that they need and the teens and and to give them those opportunities and the role models, um, and so they can see a better future. So uh, it's you know it's a lot. That's why we yeah. do what we do, right, Jackie? <laughs> right. Okay. Now now we got to get to the important stuff, which sure. is how folks that have heard. We'll get your contact information sure. in a minute. But let's talk about needs sure. before we get to that. And, uh, folks, there's a wish list on the website, so uh, you go check that out. <laughs> um, but v- people may be interested in, in more than just donation. They might be sure. interested in volunteering, mm-hmm. right? So talk about what the volunteer opportunities are. Sure. So there are, a, you know, and it goes with wa- excuse me, it goes waves throughout the year, right? As Donna mentioned, the the selection process, there's there's a need for probably 100 to 125 volunteers reading applications, meeting the kids, um, doing the interviews. So that will start up in end of October, early November. Well, actually, I, I, I mean, the applications roll out then, but it's more towards December, January that we look for the volunteers. There's other opportunities with, of course, events, 
to uh, support some of our events. Uh, there's opportunities to become a board member. We're always um, looking for great people. Roger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, there's, um, you know, again, because 2020 was so, t- you know, in, in part of 2021, we are not doing anything in person. We've got to kind of do a little bit of a reset with some of our volunteers, but there's opportunities to host what we call leadership lunches, which is to bring us a, a small group of students into a company to ex- do some career exploration and meet some of the leadership or different folks in different departments. That's a, a really popular event and the kids love it. Uh, we also have our um, medallion presentation. So the seniors are do a capstone project where they um, do a project and then they, they present it to volunteers. So there's a you know a variety of things that that we do, but they're very much um, you know interacting with the students. Great stuff. Jackie Canizo was with us, folks. She's the executive director of C5 Georgia, uh, and she's here along with her chair of the board, uh, Donna Beatty, from uh, also uh, chair of the board, but uh, with Frazier and Dieter. So. Thanks so much to both of you for the work you do and um, for coming and uh, sharing it with us. But before we let you go, we got to get to the most important question, which is for folks <laughs> that want to get in touch sure. in some way that would like to donate time, donate money, how they can do that and uh, be in touch generally and connect with you. Sure. So our website is uh, the letter C, the number five, Georgia spelled out, dot org. My email is Jackie C at the letter C, the number five, Georgia spelled out dot org. You know, get in touch with us. The website is actually a great resource. There's all kinds of, um, you know, information about volunteering and, and donating and stuff like that. So, but we really appreciate you having us really appreciate Roger's uh, commitment to C5 and supporting Donna. And um, it means a lot. I think that, Again, our community needs these types of partnerships, and so we're really appreciative of that, John. That's great. Congratulations on your great work, and thanks again for being with us. Thanks. Yeah, and Donna, thanks to you. Thanks for stepping out there and doing the work you do. And Roger for supporting it all. So, Roger, that's good good work. Well, it was great great, kudos all around. Hey, this was a great program, and we're proud of the work that Donna's been doing for him. So, thank you. That's awesome. Folks, hey, just a quick reminder before as we wrap up here that uh, Business Speed is brought to you by Frazier and Dieter. And Frazier and Dieter is one of the fastest growing accounting and advisory firms in the U.S. for a simple reason. They serve the emerging needs of their clients as those needs evolve. Frazier and Dieter serves clients from the global Fortune 1000 to growing private businesses by accounting for today while advising for the future. And they believe investing in investing in relationships to make a difference. And I think you heard that today. For more information, go to FraserDeeter.com. Roger, this has been great. Yeah, thank you, John. Always good to see you again. And Jackie, thanks again for coming in. Donna, thank you for all you did. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. Terrific. Uh, folks, uh, that's a wrap. Join us next time on Fraser and Dieter's Business Beat. Mm-hmm.